The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, back for another super exciting podcast today. I am super stoked to have on uh, our guest, Michael Newart. He is an engineer and an electrician, an EMF consultant. He's been doing this work for, for decades, and I couldn't find anybody better to explain this because what's going on right now is there's a lot of buzzword about 5G, and for years I've been, been like, what about 4G and 3Gs and EMFs and all this stuff, all this electromagnetic frequency stuff. Michael is going to clear all of that stuff up for you from an expert who's been living it and breathing it, has first-person experience with it, and the technical knowledge to show you what the problems are and how to protect yourself. Michael, thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. Awesome, brother. So what I'd like to do first, um, and if any of you want to contact Michael, you can find him at emfcenter.com. That's www.emfcenter.com. He does private, let me shut that off. He does um, uh, private consults. Um, and um, if you want to get uh, your house and your body uh, you know, protected, that's what he does for a living is he protects people and improves their health. So, Michael, um, thanks for coming on the show. I'm totally excited. Um, I've got my notepad here. I can't wait to take notes. Actually, I have my assistant, Stephanie, taking notes. This is very important to me because the human body is being damaged by these rogue frequencies, and I call them the noceums. It's just like pesticides and fungicides in the food and, and all these other problems that people have and fluoride in the water. We also have these rogue frequencies destroying our body. So, Tell us your backstory. How did you get into this? What's your credentials and all that stuff? Sure. Um, I'm an engineer by training, um, University of Wisconsin in the 70s. I also have a master's degree in psychology, human system psychology. Um, I like to look at the kind of broad aspects of things in health. Yeah. Um, the reason I got into this field is because I'm a bit sensitive myself. I was an engineer um, working, this is 1991, um, on a project where I'm a project engineer and we're, we're designing a low EMF um, electric blanket. Mm. And it was going through the research that I actually found there were studies. So back, even back then, there were all kinds of studies already out about the effects of different kinds of EMFs. I was surprised. I thought I was just one of those crazy people that's sensitive to things that other people aren't. Right. Um, so once I saw the science um, from that project, um, Basically, I just got the equipment and started fixing my own house, wrote a couple articles in local papers, and then that's been my work ever since. So since 1992, I've been doing this kind of work. Um, and it's gradually developed. In those days, there wasn't that much of the radio frequency concern, which yeah. is that kind of EMF that's all the wireless stuff we have now. Oh, yeah. Then it was mostly the wiring in homes and the effects of that. And since that time, we've added all the radio frequency type of things, the 5G you've been mentioning coming in soon on its way. Um, so it's gotten more and more complicated, just like maybe toxins in foods. You know, you start out with some pesticides, but then it gets more and more complex and more things. And you add fluoride to the water and you add this, like all of these things, it becomes this kind of huge amount of unnatural things added to the environment. Yeah. And then 
we pay the price with our health and our families pay the price and our children pay the price. So yeah. I just, yeah. I love the work that you're doing because it's like, you're like one of those unsung heroes that's actually bringing something to life that people are not going to get on the mainstream, mainstream media. They're not going to, I mean, there might be some local blips and stuff, but they don't like that because it's part of, you know, a, a, a like yeah. a global plan to roll out all this information. And one thing that scares me on the 5G that we'll get mm -hmm. into in a moment mm -hmm. is that all those towers also have state-of-the-art uh, facial recognition on them, oh. <laughs> yeah. right? Like over in China, and I know over there in China, they have to put like, um, you get a social ID card, and if you don't right. do what the communist Chinese party tells you, your ID goes lower, and then you can't even get on a train and travel or buy groceries. I mean, it's insane. And it's yeah. like, it's freaking communism, and it's like, that system is coming over here right now. And I want my listeners to know, like, this is a very important episode. And I want you guys to share this video with as many people as possible because your freedoms and your rights are being taken away and your health is being destroyed. And if we, but we love these damn phones and the technology and stuff like that, but there's gotta be a way. Um, that's gonna be one of my questions. Like, is there a way to get a, around this stuff? So why don't you get into the problems with 5G and 4G and EMFs and smart meters and smartphones and Wi-Fi cell phones. Just tell us all the problems that it, and what you've seen it do to the human body um, from an engineer uh, point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that's maybe unusual, I've been doing this for 28 years and watching people, um, what happens for them, what works. Since I'm working with clients, especially sensitive clients, I'm kind of seeing what works, what doesn't work, what people are really reacting to. So it's a kind of, so a lot of the, a lot of what I know is anecdotal, but it's um, in some ways you can have theory, and studies, but they often, studies often miss certain things that the, you know, the doctors in the field like know what's going on, but the studies aren't con considering, right? Right. Um, so I can't really speak on the surveillance aspect of things and, and what you're saying, the use of the 5G for different things. I mean, totally agree that kind of, I mean, even when I go over the bridges in the Bay Area, I have my toll pass in a in a shielding bag so that nobody can like track my car otherwise. You know, I pull it out and then I put it back in that bag so, and I use, you know, I use my cell phone on the wireless mode, you know, maybe five minutes in a week. Um, so I use it for camera and recording and all kinds of things, but I don't use it as a phone mm. or internet, except maybe traveling or something. Um, so I minimize things as one of the approaches is just by minimizing the use. But I, I, it does concern me too, the way that these technologies will be used for things like facial recognition. That's another whole aspect, of course. Right. Um, even all the screen time, all the time that we're looking at phones and things for our culture, that's a whole, um, in the last couple of years, in fact, what I've often been invited to are the kind of um, programs where you're looking at EMFs, half of it is the impact on the body directly, the, the physiological impacts of this kind of radiation. And the other half is like, what happens to like kids and their attention and their lives when they're on the social media so much, you know? So there's two aspects kind of the, that, that um, we can talk today with me. Um, we can go into the more physiological. Yeah. What's going on to the human body with all these crazy rogue waves? What are they doing to us on a cellular level? Yeah, it's, um, there are so many things. And again, I'm not a doctor or a biologist. So, um, what I can say, partly from my experience with people and looking at the literature and looking at a lot of things, there are so many different things that are happening like, oh, this, the field causes this hormone to increase and then you have more stress hormones and then there's all these different things and different ways it happens. But basically, I look at it as interference with the natural 
um, health systems of our body. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, basically when you get down to it, the, the, the mainstream way of looking at the EMFs is that it's a field, and although we use it for information like between our phones or from the TV station tower to your TV, when we look at the human body, they don't consider the body to be anything like a electrical, electronic receptor at all, right? We're just a big bag of salt water, and how much does that heat us up? So um, we have safety standards that you make sure that your cell phone is not so strong that you start heating your brain or ear up. Um, but what it looks like, and thousands of studies are showing this now, we're really not just a kind of lifeless sack of salt water, right? Okay. We're really very complex electromagnetic systems. I mean, what's more, what's the most sophisticated computer in the universe that we know about, but our brains, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very, our bodies are very sensitive electromagnetic instruments with a lot of things that go on in our bodies being electrical and magnetic. And then you, and we actually have, or we have things in our body that have to do with sensing the earth's natural magnetic field. We can go into a little bit just as a demonstration, one of them, but um, for instance, the pineal gland picks up signals besides the uh, light that we see with our eyes that it's daytime. Mm -hmm. um, we also pick up changes in these very small fluctuations of the earth's magnetic field. They're little micro pulsations but they're faster during the day, slower at night. It's another way that our systems tell night from day. Just like, like pigeons, if, in experiments with actually blind pigeons, they're, they're, they still get to where they're going. They use their magnetic sense. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so we have, um, we have magnetic senses, we have electrical senses, and it's part of our physiology, and even in a big part of it is our circadian rhythms. So sleeping, the, protect, the uh, production of melatonin at night, proper melatonin, is interfered by EMFs. And it's kind of complicated, but you have all these different ways that basically, when you have a highly complex electrical system, then you've got, um, that's developed uh, evolutionary, say in, the, in a natural electromagnetic environment, now you're adding all these other things which are complicating our, our like if you just think your pineal gland is trying to figure out night from day, we're adding the light from the computer screen at night, say, but then we're also adding EMFs that are very close to the Earth's um, frequencies. Um, so you're, the body's trying to pick up the natural frequency of the planet, but the refrigerator and the wiring, the cell phones making these frequencies that are just a little bit off faster. And in a lot of, in, in regular, like if you have an electronic system in a building, this is actually how I started, so a lot of my work um, was working on interference problems with buildings because back in the 90s not that many people were interested in health yet but 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 buildings were having problems with interference so i do interference problem with buildings you wouldn't know quite what would happen but basically you have an electronic system in a complex computer or a complex electronic product and then this external field interferes with those operations so it looks like the same thing happens in our body there's all different kinds of interference things the biggest one interference interfering with the pattern of our sleep at night via disruption of melatonin. That's what I was just thinking. I'm like, I, I, I've personally coached over 600 people on their health in the last five and a half years, one-on-one -on -one. and over 60 to 70% of the people I coach have sleeping issues. Ah. And I, I talk to them and I say, Hey, the, it's kind of the circadian rhythms of life. And that also takes into account what, what you're talking about. For you listeners, right? You can't see it, but Michael can see it. If you guys are on YouTube, but, you see these glasses I have? They they're the, they block the blue light. I just put them on. 
Yes. But, um, and I, I use those at yes. night before I go to bed. If I'm on my computer, I do not want that blue light going in there because my brain is recognizing that it's still daylight. So I'm going to stop my natural production of melatonin. It's going to be harder for me to get to sleep. Yes. And it's because it's not natural. You know, for right. the entirety of time we walked this planet, there was no Th Thomas Edison. We'd wake <laughs> up when the sun came up and we'd go to bed when the sun came down. And the closer we can get to that natural state or those circadian rhythms, the healthier we're going to be and the better we're going to be sleeping. And you yeah. just scared the crap out of me because there's a whole nother level here where it's screwing up the communication with the pineal gland, which is the master gland of the entire body. And um, it's all making sense. So this is just one more layer of problems for people in sleep. And if you're not sleeping, that leads to weight gain and fatigue and disease. And, and not to mention just, I was thinking we we're going to talk today about these waves coming in, just scrambling cells, but you're, you're saying it's like throwing off our whole, our, our sleep balance. Yeah. It, there's a lot of possible effects and um, it's even hard to predict for any individual how they're going to respond. But the biggest thing that I see in my work is sleep disturbance problems. Yeah. And it's the biggest thing that I fix when we get, when you find, and for some people it's, it is like, there's a really high field. We can do something about it to get away. And, and, and it's like, well, I've tried everything, but now I can sleep. Thank you. You know, um, for other people, it's different issues. And it's, as you know, a lot of these things are complete, complex, your stress at work, you know, what your diet, all these things add to that, that sleep equation. But that's probably the biggest one um, is people sleeping affected. And it's fairly obvious because we do know, like the, um, the thing you were just saying about blue light at, at night, it's unnatural. Um, it's very similar part of the body that, that's responding to the light at night is responding to the EMFs. They're linked, again, the pineal gland mm -hmm. and the, the, the light sensitivity and the magnetic field sensitivity are both feeding into the same function. Just like, just like with pigeons and a lot of animals where they navigate using both, that our day-night cycle is affected by both magnetic fields <clears throat> and natural light. So natural light, good. Natural magnetic fields, good. A natural light, especially at the wrong time, trouble. A natural EMFs, especially at the wrong time, trouble. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, you just made me think earlier about like fish, you know, these big schools of fish and they swim together and they move, they move like one big hole. It could be a thousand fish, but when they take a right or a left, they all move in unison. And I remember listening to like a documentary or something, it was electrical impulses. And I think what people need to understand is that we are electrical beings. If you go down to the atomic level, it's, it's electricity. You go into Western medicine, they're going to diagnose you with electric. What's an EKG? They hook you up to machine and it beep. Beep. Yes. That's an electrical impulse that they're testing with you. MRIs, um, these scanning machines, these are all, yeah. they're all looking at your electro, your magnetic frequency, your body, your electric frequency of your body. So, of course, if the billions of years of evolution has these natural uh, patterns, and all of a sudden we have this unnatural stuff being rolled out all over the world in just like tremendous amounts of it, yeah. no wonder it's screwing us up. I mean, yeah. it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out. And obviously the people that are doing it or behind it have either it's checkbook science or they just don't care. And they, you know, I mean, the science is not really, oh, it's fine. You know, and they right. do that kind of stuff all the time. Like back in the day, oh, cigarettes are fine. You know, five out of seven <laughs> doctors recommend camel cigarettes. There's a guy with a white coat and a stethoscope and he's smoking his cigarettes. But now we yes. all know that cigarette smoke's gonna, it's gonna screw up your lungs and you could get lung cancer and you can, you're gonna get skin issues and you know, you're gonna have fatigue and you're gonna have high blood pressure from, 
from, from, from smoking cigarettes. We know it's not good. Putting smoke in your lungs, that's not a natural thing. Where in nature does a human be, or any a creature go stick their nose in smoke? Right. It doesn't make sense. And neither would any natural creature go stick their nose in a high frequency next to like a cell phone tower. I guarantee you pigeons and stuff, they probably don't even get close to those damn things. So very, very, very interesting. And do you have a real quick story on somebody with sleep issues that you've worked with? Oh, uh, let's see with sleep issues. Um, yeah, I can think of a local person who um, was in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay here, um, was having a lot of sleep problems, um, wasn't sure what's going on. Other issues too, like, like, like skin burning issues and, and uh, kind of a, a sensitivity to chemicals. A lot of the times these things kind of go together. Right, what's even right. the cause, right? Um, when we went through her house, we found that she was sleeping in an unusually high level of what we call electric fields, which is one of the three, three main EMF categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and this comes from power lines, but mostly from wiring. It has to do that um, with even when you're sleeping, like say if your head is here, maybe just another foot away, there's in the wall is some live wires. Mm-hmm. And they have a voltage on them. The voltage makes an electric field travels through the air, and guess what? Our, our skin on our bodies is this perfect receptor for that. We pick up the electric fields. In fact, the way we measure that is we measure the voltage on a person's skin. A regular electric, electrician's voltmeter, where you'd stick it in and get 120 volts in an outlet here in the yep. U.S. You put it on someone's skin, you get a bowl, two volts. Forget how many volts this person had, but we're in the three or four volt range you know, 12 volts is enough to run low voltage lights for outside kind of thing, right? And you're like, you're like a third of the way there. Wow. Um, so, um, so for this person, all we did was in this case, um, a common thing we do is turn off circuits at night. Um, so the first step was like, here are these circuits that I've determined by testing. You have this high electric field, but when you turn off, say, circuits two, four, and six numbers, say, uh, we got it down to like 0.1 volt, a really low level. Just try that before we do anything else, right? And also, and of course, in this case, turning off the Wi-Fi at night, convincing them actually to get rid of the Wi-Fi, right? Um, but it was only a couple of days later that when she called back, you know, this is this is a miracle. This is so helpful. Um, and so um, it changed her life. For for a lot of people, they get to the, some of these things are getting to the point where they almost have to like lose their job, you know? They're getting that affected yeah. um, because of sleeplessness and other issues. It's like hard to go in and be, be um, have almost like normal brain function at some point. Yeah. So really helpful. And all we did with that, and then when they moved to another town here closer to me in Petaluma, I also wired her house. When they remodeled the house, I did the electrician part and put in a shielded type of wiring to eliminate those electric fields. Um, so she continued to have really great, you know, um, sleeping and it's just it was just so concrete to her that um, because it was so obvious when she had a really severe issue and when she just turned off the right things it she could sleep again so that was you know and I have lots of cases like that but that's a really kind of typical one awesome all right well, we're gonna take a quick break right now and when we come back um, Michael is gonna get into um, maybe some of ways that we can actually uh, protect ourselves from this, from these rogue waves. Um, I've got some questions for you too. So guys, we'll be right back in just a moment with Michael Newer, engineer, electrician, and EMF consultant extraordinaire 
from www.emfcenter.com. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Health Heroes, Tim James here. We're back with Michael Newert, engineer, electrician, and EMF consultant. Extraordinaire, as I call him. Um, www.emfcenter.com is where you can get a hold of him, emfcenter.com. He does consultations. Uh, you can book a uh, consultation with him. All right, so you've told us about your backstory. Um, you're a really smart engineer, so you have everything probably lined up in order. <laughs> Unlike me, I'm kind of a mess. But um, um, we've been talking about 5G today, and you know, and we're going to talk about it, electromagnetic frequencies and other types of e ELFs and EMFs, electrical low frequencies. We just spent some time about that. We were talking about the voltage in the in the house, right, where that gal's head's next to it. That's an ELF, correct? That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, I know that when you like, I've seen these testing machines. When you get like close to an electrical socket, it's like when you get within three foot. And I'm telling people, you can buy blockers now for that, so that you, if your head's within three foot of a light socket, you're probably getting zapped. And now, what you told me, I didn't know it. The the damn wires going through the thing can also get you. And you came up with a solution. You, you did shielded wiring in the house. What a no brainer. How come that isn't mandated by the government? That's where the government could actually do something <laughs> and, and protect us. Like that is like a no brainer to me. Why aren't they doing this? So um, are there any, are there any other problems before we get into the solutions that you've seen with, with 5g and EMFs? Yeah. So um, yeah, what we spoke about ELF that stands for extremely low frequency Okay. It's this um, set of frequencies that are, um, um, the Earth's magnetic field frequency is also an ELF frequency. Um, okay. you, some people have heard of the Schumann resonance. Okay. That's around 7, 8, 9, 10 hertz cycles per second. Um, electricity is at 60 cycles per second. So they're very close. Our brain waves are in that range of like 5, most 30, 50 cycles per second. These are all... Sometimes I call them, um, they're called extremely low frequencies. Sometimes I call them earth-like frequencies. Oh, okay. Um, uh, because they're really, or um, earth, earthy living frequencies, because these are the same frequencies that are related to life. Okay. Brain function. Um, the other set of frequencies, um, not the ELF, but the higher frequencies, faster frequencies, is all the wireless stuff we're using. We typically call that radio frequencies, or you'll see RF. And there's different, and, and that includes microwaves, and you'll hear millo, millimeter waves for some of the new 5G frequencies. It's a whole large range of different frequencies, but they're different than these ELF that are electricity related at, at, at um, um, like 60 hertz for power here in the United States. These are much faster frequencies, but one of the interesting things about these faster frequencies, like, you're, like you have a Wi-Fi router in a house and it's uh, 2.4 gigahertz. That 2.4 gigahertz is actually modulated or turned on and off 
and usually it's turned on and off at ELF frequencies. So you have a high frequency, but it's being modulated or pulsed at this low frequency. Yeah. So some of the effects of high frequencies, from what I can tell, are also similar the way it's also in a low frequency ELF type of field at the same time by the way it's pulsed, turned on and off. So it tends to overlap into some of the same health issues. Okay, so let's get into some of the solutions now. Like, mm -hmm. how, do, how does somebody that has a house that's got a smart meter on it and Wi-Fi um, and cell phones, how do we protect ourselves? I mean, I got this, you know, I got, yeah. where's my cover? It's over there. But this, the back of this, I got this cover for my cell phone called Safe Sleeve. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then I've got, you know, like, I don't know where my headsets are, but I got these things from Defender Shield with their air tube headsets so I can actually you know, the frequency stops yes. here and then it, and it just goes through the air and it doesn't zap me. What are some solutions for smart meters, Wi-Fi, and cell phones that people that you know of? Because I'm, I'm ready to take notes on this because I want to protect myself. So um, it's, it's challenging. It's, um, I know, it's sort of like getting organic food a few years, you know, 20 years ago when there's no, there's no such thing at some point, right? Mm -hmm. um, now you can find organic food, but getting... I guess I break it into two parts, and this includes 5G. 5G to me is very similar to 4G. It's just sort of a amping it up. It's, it's more of it. It's more, um, you're adding some frequencies. You're adding some new technologies to pack more information into, you're doing more targeted. So, uh, you're targeting things so it can go this direction and that direction rather than all in one. You can get more mm -hmm. information. Um, and more antennas everywhere, just filling in, you know. So to me, 5G is, is sort of similar to 4G, but a ramping up of a lot of the things. But they all have, and there's some differences between some of the new frequencies that'll come out in 5G. We might not have time to get into that, but basically you can think of two aspects of the, all this wireless, what I call the self part of it and the other part of it. The self part of it is all the things typically inside your house, near your body, that are sort of your own fault. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like this is the this is the um, this is a smoker. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're you can be you can be affected by tobacco by smoking yourself or it can be the secondhand smoke you're getting. Right. And um, so in our so so with there's kind of different strategies. So there's a self one. What do we inflict on ourselves, which we have control about? And then the other or the outside sources, that's like the secondhand smoke aspect. That's the stuff you're getting, whether you want it or not. Right. Um, and if if we could see the EMFs that are out there, like we could smell or see, like we could smell tobacco cigarettes burning or right, see right, the smoke, right, right. we'd be going, "Oh my God!" You know, because it's invisible. It's amazing how we can think it's not there, but it is very. It's everywhere. It's very prevalent. Um, so as you can imagine. The step one is what am I inflicting on myself? And just like secondhand smoke, the strongest dose you, you get is not from the neighbor across the street, but your own cigarette, right? Yeah. So your own phone, your own Wi-Fi router, all the things that you use in your own world, those are the biggest sources. So my first step with people when I'm working is we're always trying to find the self sources that we can get rid of. Okay. And we use meters for that because it's very, when people say, absolutely, I've, I've gotten rid of every Wi-Fi device. I have no wireless in my house. I've done all that. At least 50% of the time, they haven't. 
in the real world, you just don't, you don't know that that refrigerator has Wi-Fi in it. You know, you don't know that um, you just got that new sound system that it's got wireless in it. You, th or you, you think you've turned off the wireless in the TV, but it's still going. Mm -hmm. There's just so many, you didn't know your alarm system was a wireless system. There's so many of these things. So we test with meters to, because uh, it's very difficult to predict. Um, and then we go through and try to like, can you live without this? Can we turn this off? Can you turn this off at night? Can we wire this with an ethernet cord to your laptop rather than using the Wi-Fi? Um, all the different, so there's a whole, even, and, and you know, smart meters, it might be um, opting out of a smart meter on your own house. Can it might be talking. You can do that? I call them dumb meters. Yes. <laughs> They're kind of dumb <laughs> when you think about it. They ain't smart to put something that's going to scramble your body and your kid's body. Well, that's it. So, so like, you have a device or things. something? Do you have a device or something? Because I've seen companies out there that have devices they can just like put a, a metal screen on the outside of the dumb meter or smart meter, whatever you call it. Yes. And on the inside, they give you a plate. You got to go into the other, inside of the garage, wherever that meter's at, and then you put like a, a plate there to block it from coming through the house that way. You so that. yeah, you're. So that's. So as you can see almost every one of these things can have a sort of application and a solution or what do you do about it? So just the quickly with the smart meter, if you're in a place where you can opt out, that's the best thing. There's no shielding is as good as like it not being on in the first place. And you just, you just call your local, uh, you know, your like local utility. Ours is like Portland general electric over here in Portland, Oregon. So just call them up and say, I'm out. And then they have to do it. Um, every utility is different. Um, here in California, we can opt out for a price. Mm. Most places you can opt out. Yeah. <laughs> I got to pay you to not kill me. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because if, you, if you're an engineer and you think there's no health effect and you're following the protocols and the safety, pro safety limits, then it's like, there's no problem, but look at all the upside. You get to do this and this and this happens. So very well-meaning people that think it's safe come up with all these technologies and let's use them. Um, most of the people that are the activists for many years have been the people that are sensitive that feel it, you know, why well, I'm in this field because it bothers my body. I can tell, you know, right. And I don't need a study to show me that there's something going on. So, um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a minute. Oh, that's okay. We were talking about, so I really want to get to like solutions. Like how, yes. do, we, how do we block this, the dumb meter? Yes. How do we protect ourselves on our cell phones? And like, you've gave me some good ones right now, shielded wiring, but the, you know, that could be an expense for people. Yes, right. Like, what are the little things they could do? Just the average person can drop 50 bucks or a couple hundred bucks, 500 bucks and start protecting themselves. So the number one thing is uh, because it's invisible, the number one thing is to get... In, um, an entry level test meter. Because otherwise you're guessing, you don't even know if your shielding worked very well. You would even, like what typically if you, if you got a test meter, a radio frequency test meter, and you tested your house, then you go through what am I picking up? And you might find out your smart meter is like a little blip because it's off on the outside of the house over there. But lo, I didn't even know I had this Wi Fi refrigerator, right? So the meter, once you have the meter, often then the solution is simple. Oh, I got to turn that off, or I got to find out how to shield that. Um, mm -hmm. So usually we try to turn things off, and if we can't, then we try to shield it. Yeah. Um, 
And then the shielding actually can be fairly cheap because you can even use things like aluminum foil or aluminum window screen. You can oh. buy more expensive stuff. Isn't there paint? Isn't there paint you can paint your house with? What's There's that? a paint you can. What's that called? There's a name for it. Um, it's a conductive paint. There's different brands. The one you'll hear the most is called Y Shield. The letter Y dash Shield. Y Shield paint. Shielding and, and shielding with radio frequencies is not like a, an easy thing. You, if you can imagine like you're trying to shield a room from stuff on the outside, right? Um, say there's something really noisy. Uh, you're trying to shield sound and it's really noisy out there. Well, if you don't shield the door, but everything else is shielded, it all comes through that doorway. Mm -hmm. So um, it turns out for shielding radio frequencies, it's, it's challenging because you can't have leaks. Mm. Otherwise things come in. And um, so, so shielding is a strategy we use as a last resort, but we do use it um, yeah. a lot. Um, if it's a source like a Wi-Fi router and we can't turn the Wi-Fi off, sometimes we'll wrap it in shielding material and get it down. But if you're trying to shield like from a cell tower or something outside, that gets more challenging. We do shield off in bedrooms for people, but when it comes to shielding a whole house, it gets so difficult and costly that most people decide, and, and well, Shielding is tricky because if you have a shielded room and then someone brings a wireless device in, the shield materials are reflective both directions. Mm. If you bring it into the shielded room, now you've just increased that signal oh, shit. and made yourself worse. That one. So like the typical thing is like someone has children, they want to protect them and they go, well, what are you going to do now? They're now they're three years old, but what are you going to do when they're 17? <laughs> you know, do you want them to kind of like fry in your shielded room, you know, as they sneak in the cell phone or something? Yeah. And so there's all these choices that may be made. A lot of people times people shield the bedrooms so that you have that nighttime low EMF for better sleep. Mm -hmm. But then you have other parts of the house that are designated for the use of wireless stuff for teenagers or whatever. Okay. That makes sense. I, I had a, a gal here locally named Rebecca and she's awesome. She's been a colon hydrotherapist for years, just an angel. The work that people do keeping people's colons clean, it changes people's lives. Yes. And her husband's a military veteran and he was exposed to a bunch of stuff and he was basically dying and because she's a smart cookie and she just kept researching and didn't, they went to, you know, changing their health and their diet and juicing and raw foods and did all this stuff. And the final thing was getting his cell phone more than 12 feet away from him. And then he finally started to heal. That was the yeah. last, um, that was the, that was the thing that made it happen. They ended up moving to a cabin out in the woods, kind of away from the city. And then yes. at night before they would go to bed, they would just go outside and go and they'd shut the whole house off. Yes. And he started healing. So he was like one of these sensitive people because he'd been, he'd been exposed to a bunch of crap, probably with anthrax shots and burning trash and de depression. I don't know, just a lot yeah. of stuff in the military. And um, yeah. I mean, who would think about that? It was like the cell phone that was, and it was probably a combination of a bunch of stuff. So as they were healing, yes. what's healing journey? Yes. But the last thing was she, she goes, it's crazy, Tim. Once the cell phone was 12 feet away from him, he could actually sleep at night. So I tell yes. all my clients, Shut off your cell phone, put on airplane mode, and put it out in the kitchen and get yes. it out of your damn bedroom. Yes. Even psychologically getting out of your bedroom. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, it invades your privacy. And then, you know, they're always recording you and, and it's, it's being recorded and, and, you know, transcribed to artificial intelligence and all that stuff. But yes. we won't get into that. But anyway, so it's pretty crazy. So um, when uh, we're going to take another short break, and when we get back, um, I'd like you to, and oh, real quick, like these testing meters, because that's it, because people like me, it's like, you know, because in the beginning, I was kind of suspect on all this stuff, but when somebody actually pulled a meter out and showed me the frequency, and, the, yes. and I was like, oh, instantly it was real, 
I had the fear. I didn't want it anymore. And I started making changes. Do you guys have, you have the testing kits. You sell those on your website, right? We don't anymore. We got out of the selling and rental business, but I would like to, I would recommend a couple meters that you can get from everything. Yeah, can you Amazon. recommend those right now? I want to write it down. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, these are, these are like the lowest end entry. So they're the most affordable, not there's, there's even cheaper ones, but I don't recommend them. They're more trouble. Give me, just give me the couple of the lower ones and then yes. give me one that's like really awesome. Okay. So I would recommend for most people, the Acousticom hyphen two, A-C-O-U-S-T-I-C-O-M. Acousticom. Acousticom hyphen two, model two. Hyphen two, model two. Okay. Yeah, those, it's like a $200 kind of meter. It's kind of entry level, but it's, um, it covers a lot of frequencies. That will test the wires in the in the in the in the in the wall and the in the. No, that's just the wireless. Oh, this one's for the wireless. Yeah, this is for like your cell phone, the smart meters, the five G, the um, smart meter. Pretty important meter and five G. Okay, the big ones. Yes. Okay. If you um the other meter to be low cost to pick up those magnetic fields we were talking about, like wiring kind of things, you're looking at um, probably, I would try the tri-field TF numeral two. So um, the model TF2, it's, um, it, it's a, it, it, does, it measures all three EMFs, but when you put that all together in one meter, it really doesn't do a very good job of it, mm -hmm. <laughs> unfortunately, but it does a good job in the magnetic fields. The ELFs? And, the ELF, exactly. We're good on the ELFs. Okay. Yes. ELF, good. <laughs> All right. I like to make things simple. And then how much does that one run, roughly? Um, so that's kind of a under $200 meter also. Okay. So for, for 400 bucks, you know, somebody could get these meters. They could probably, and then they could go around to their, help their friends, their families, and their neighbors. Say, hey, I'm going to get these meters. You in, throw in 50 bucks. Let's get the meters and we can share them and use them. And and then, and I would add one more thing, okay. um, because there's a three EMFs, um, something called a body voltage meter, okay. which is a little harder to find. Um, the information how to make one is on my website. You just go to um, like a Home Depot store and get a $30 voltmeter and you splice a few wires together and you've made a body voltmeter. That's where you measure the voltage on your skin. Really oh, important one for is there a place where you can just buy it because I know a lot of people are like me. I'm like I'm just gonna buy it. I don't want to go. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, then you go to find them online or a good source is lessemf.com. Oh, I've seen that site. Mm -hmm. Lessemf.com. Okay, for the body voltage meter. Also, slt. It's in Canada. Is it co? Ca. Ca. Okay. Probably that's probably it. Slt. Slt. Something. I have to look it up. <laughs> okay. All right, so we'll, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Michael Newert, engineer, electrician, and EMF consultant extraordinaire with emfcenter.com. That's www.emfcenter.com. We'll be right back. It's time, Health Hero, to jumpstart your energy and burn that fat with the simplest, healthiest, most badass detox and nutrition system on the planet. Grab your Jumpstart Bundle today at chemicalfreebody.com forward slash health hero. Okay, health heroes, we're back with Michael Newer, engineer and electrician and EMF consultant extraordinaire. You can find him at emfcenter.com. That's www.emfcenter.com. He does con con consult consults. He's booked out all the time. 
um, because he's getting people results. And this is a major problem we're talking about today, electric magnetic frequencies. And now we're actually talking about electric low frequencies. I've learned a ton today. I, I just, I'm, I'm so glad of this because now I have more awareness. Now I can make some choices. So please um, book an appointment with him. If you're concerned about ELFs and EMFs and uh, body voltage, all this stuff we've been talking about. So um, we've talked about the problems with 5G. We've talked about the um, different ways to protect ourselves. Um, is, there, is there anything that you wanted to cover that we haven't talked about that you think is really important that people should know about this or stories you'd like to share? Because, I mean, stories are great because mm -hmm. people like, yes. who have you helped? And who have you helped with, like, the ELFs and, and the and the and the and the, five, the smart meters and the especially cell phones like cell phones everybody's got these damn cell phones like how how do you protect yourself? Turn, turn this phone down. <laughs> yeah, sure. Take your time, buddy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I will point out too, guys. One thing that I really liked about Michael is that um, he's healthy himself. For those of you listening, you might not be able to see him, but how old are you, buddy? I'm 64. Yeah, he's 64. He has fantastic skin tone he looks healthy he's fit and um, he takes care of himself so these are the types of people that I like to get my information from I like to get they're really into health themselves and, and that that tells me that you know what you're talking about right and then it's just me I have to have first-person experience and once I experience it and I can just tell just the resonation just the frequency from you that I, I just liked you right from the get-go and I, I can just tell I'm really in tune to that kind of stuff I I'm kind of like nice. a I'm a smart meter now, I guess. I can yeah. find the people. So let's get into this. How does Michael protect himself? Well, I might, I might add, you know, one of the, um, a little bit off the track, but the, the beautiful natural electromagnetic aspects of our bodies, we do, you know, um, there are machines now that pick up magnetic fields that are so sensitive that from a distance, you can pick up the magnetic fields from someone else's brain. Whoa. And when you pick up, and, and not that we know how to interpret that, but you can look at, just like the, the EEG, mm -hmm. there's the E, um, you can look at an electromagnetogram, and you can see the magnetic field patterns, and you can tell a lot about what state that person is, of what, what, kind of, what kind of arousal or resting state or all kinds of things. So I suspect that we have very sensitive brains, actually, and yeah. we can actually pick up things besides sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch that gives us information way beyond where science is yet. But I think a lot of science is starting to suggest that we actually can perceive those kind of levels of things and then know things that aren't explainable other ways because we can perceive through the electromagnetic, just like, you know, a radio station over there sends a signal and 60 miles away, I'm picking up my car radio. I would say, well, why can't we do that? Right? Yeah. So I kind of want to validate that ability to, to know things and sense things that we have. Cool. You know, and I think a, another point um, just to bring up to really emphasize that we are electrical beings. Yeah. You know, I learned from a, a, an engineer. He said, how do, how do they make electricity? He said, we, we take copper and we spin it on carbon, and that's what creates electricity. What, what's the main ingredient or element in our brain? It's copper. Right, so we have our copper brain creating this electrical frequency goes through our nervous system down to our organ systems, the rest of our body. That's why chiropractic care is so important because it keeps that electrical flow going. Because if our bones get out of alignment, it blocks yeah. the flow. And I learned this because I, I'm a gut specialist. I help people heal their guts from the inside out. 
But then when I learned if they, they have a subluxation, they call it, or a misalignment, maybe the electrical flow is reduced by 30, 40, 50, 60, 70% or whatever. I'm like, yeah. it doesn't matter how clean and good your gut is. If you're, you're getting 70% less or 30% less of the energy that gut needs from the brain, we're screwed. I mean, so yeah. can you speak to that as an engineer on the copper, copper carbon deal when we have a car, cop, copper brain and a carbon-based body? Well, maybe I'd frame it slightly different, but um, we are, I guess I would frame it that we are semiconductors. Okay. So um, some, of the, some of the original research that um, Dr. Robert Becker did, who has um, passed away now, but he has a couple of books, the electro, um, 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 uh, it's kind of, the name will come to me, the electric body, the electric, sorry, it's not coming to me, the name of the book right now. Couple okay, I'll get you on some of my greens, the green 85 juice for me. You'll be, you'll have a perk up. Real, real yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, there's, um, he, um, he did some of the original research where he was looking at why do salamanders regrow limbs? Mm -hmm. Other, the other animals can't. And he found it to his surprise, it was an electrical property and it had to do with the, uh, the a DC voltage part of the of the system of the system and if you any and so basically even now if you have um he helped invent a um a technique for helping bones heal so you still get one of these devices if you have a fracture that's not healing very well you get this electromagnetic device which puts the properly polarized electricity on your body to help it regenerate. If you if you change the polarity to the wrong polarity, it stops it. But if you have the right polarity, it helps it grow. And so salamanders use their electrical nerve system in their nerves to help them regrow limbs. And if you stop that electrical system, they couldn't regrow their limbs. Mm. So it turns out there's a lot of things in our body that are electrical like that. Um, we don't regrow limbs necessarily, but if we understood that whole process really well, who knows? You know. Wow, that's really interesting. I'm really excited about this right now because there's. So many people that I have, I have athlete, a third of my clients are high level athletes and people get injured and bones are broke and stuff happens. Um, and I had a, you know, a gal shatter her foot. Um, but just, that's really interesting to me. I think I'm gonna take notes on that and look into that. And what was that guy's name again? Um, Robert Becker, the body electric. Robert Becker, the body electric. That's the book, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. The body electric. Okay. Another book he wrote is called cross currents. Okay, cross currents. All right, cool. More geeking out to do for Tim. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Well, dude, um, uh, that's been awesome. Um, you've really given me a lot to think about. And um, it sounds like me, I need to order some testing meters is what I need to get. Once you do that, a lot of, half of the solutions become obvious. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but also you, there's as you there's there's the there's the yourself stuff there's the other stuff you kind of figure out what's yours you turn it off you get rid of it you can kind of go down your list and what you'll have with the meters you'll find is a point like okay heck I don't you know like people find out like why am I have a high magnetic field in my head on the other side of the wall say is a the refrigerator they didn't really think of that before right 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 you right, move right. the refrigerator or you or you do shielding or move your bed so there's all these things that are sort of obvious that the meters help you find. And every situation is so unique, it's hard to predict what, what you're going to find in your house. Yeah. But the meters tell you. They're your eyes and ears, basically. Yeah. Oh, I know one thing I wanted to ask you, which is like, 
I know microwaves, just the damn microwave oven. This is a common appliance. Um, I know I used them for years to like heat up burritos mm -hmm. in a minute and a half, mm -hmm. flip it another minute, and I had my burrito was ready. And uh, it was convenient, nice. And I didn't think about it. So what I learned was, and I want you to tell me if this is true or not, but like the Russians tested that back in the seventies and they, they blocked it because they said it was, it was just destroying people's health. And then what I learned was if you cook something in the microwave for like five minutes and then you, then you just take it out of there, you know, it's going to be kind of hot and you got to wait a little bit. Let's say you wait two minutes and start eating it. That, that burrito, what you cooked for five minutes is going to like have like radiation going through it for five more minutes until it dissipates. So if you eat it before five minutes after it's going to be cooking your insides with these rate, these, these, uh, this radiation. Is that correct? I would say no. Um, in the sense that, um, there are effects on the food, but the radiation itself, this is not like, um, ionizing radiation, like nuclear, nuclear radiation, Fukushima kind of radiation, right? Yeah. This radiation is kind of like visible light. And when you turn it off, it's off. Okay. Um, there are effects though. Like if you're in the sunlight and then you get out of the sunlight, your skin still burns for a while. There's an after effect. So there's effects on foods as a result of the radiation. But this kind of radiation itself, when it's stopped, it no longer emits because there's no source now. But what it kind. does do is it scrambles the cellular structure of whatever you just cooked. It does weird stuff to the food. Yeah, and I heard, and what I did, I did an experiment two years ago where I boiled water in a microwave and then I poured it on a plant and the plant died. <laughs> That was weird. I'm like, somebody yeah. told me to do that. I'm like, I ain't never drink. I got after that. I'm like, I, I turned that thing on. Now, the other yes. thing I heard was that even if you're in the room when the microwave's on, you're getting zapped. Is that correct? Yes. So you might notice if you look at a microwave, there's, um, there's actually, the, the, most of it yeah. is shielded, but there's that glass door. And you might, you often see like a little cross pattern, these dots. Yeah. That's some shielding also, but a certain amount gets out around the seams. And, the, and there's regulations about how much can leak, but they oh. always leak some. Yeah, somebody at higher places, our government, once again, has determined how much radiation can leak out of a microwave into our body. So right. um, like my dad, he's like, deet, 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 and he puts his coffee in there. And I'm like, I just take off. I go outside. I don't yes. want to be in the damn room anymore. I'm just like, I, I love myself so much. And for you people listening, the, the listeners that are listening, it's like, this isn't crazy. You're not crazy for doing this type no. of stuff. You have to understand we are trying to live a healthy, happy life in a freaking crazy world. The world is crazy. Don't buy into social pressures and stuff like that. We just have to follow our instincts. And um, I think that'll lead us in the right place. So get the hell out of the room if somebody turns a microwave oven on. If they laugh at you or not, who cares? Because they're zapping themselves. Yeah, and I'd like, you know, one thing you can think of is to help to make the leap. It's easy to think of like the microwaves that are, are leaking from the microwave oven. but I think the, 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 it's, we have to really start to consider that the microwaves that come out of your phone are not that different. Whoa. And we would never put the microwave oven up to our head, but yet we put the phones up to our head. So They're, your cell phone is like a microwave oven next to your head. It's similar, it's similar frequencies and strengths. Okay. That's like scary. That it just gave me an epiphany. I mean, I knew how bad this stuff was, but that just right there, it makes sense to me. Like it's like putting your head in a freaking microwave. Yeah. So does this be not like putting your head in the microwave, right? Cause that would be like, phew. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is like putting your head near the door of the microwave where it leaks out a little bit. Mm -hmm. The thing we're worried about that leakage, it's yeah. kind of similar. 
um, yeah. and strength. Well, that's why I got my, my cell phone blocker and, and my ear, head, air tube headsets. Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure. I know we got to cut this short today because you have a, a, a scheduled consult coming up at the top of the hour here. So I wanted to thank you for coming on. Uh, was there any last words of advice that you want to leave with the listeners today? Yeah, there is. Um, um, the testing is really important. It's hard to guess at these things. Mm -hmm. um, even like, is your cell phone really, is airplane mode really off for your cell phone? Sometimes there's still Wi-Fi going. It's, it's really complicated. Um, I do have a training program. Like when you're going, well, what are the different kind of EMFs? What do I do? I actually have a training program that. Oh, nice. A, an e-course, um, a seven series e-course that takes people through all these things to understand EMFs, the health effects, what you can do about it. It's a basic thing because there's so much information out there, right? Right. And it's so confusing. And what about dirty electricity? And what about the smart meter there? And isn't, you know, um, so that's why I've, I've, I've um, put together that e-course to try to, um, kind of cover everything so that you kind of know what to do, what kind of meters to get, how to approach it, what you can do yourself versus when you bring, need to bring in an expert because it's beyond, you know, okay. Like a regular person's ability, the difference between that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, sounds like I need to get your e-course and get more educated. <laughs> That's awesome. I think you'd probably get a lot out of it from, from your interest. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm totally interested in this stuff because again, I've, I've learned, I've taught myself to love myself and put myself first. And that's how I teach my children to do the same. I don't put myself last and self, serve everybody else's needs and then tell the wheels fall off with my health or my stress levels. I put myself first. And by that, I give other people permission to change, but mm -hmm. they don't have to. It's up to them. But at least I give them that gift and I'm leading by example for my children. That's what's important to me. So, dude, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, really appreciate your, your knowledge. I mean, you've been at this for, for decades now. Um, I'm just uh, blessed to have you on the show. So, guys, uh, check him out. Michael Newart, engineer, electrician, and EMF consultant extraordinaire. Um, he's at www.emfcenter.com. That's www.emfcenter.com. A lot of information there. Grab his e-course, and then you can get into the details. And then also you can get a, a consult with you, right? You do that all day long. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Michael, thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Tim. You take care. Good help to you. All right. Be well, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>